Hey, this is Jacob from All Hell, and you're listening to the Epitome of Stupidity podcast. Clint, yo, you do it this time. See what, see, see how it goes. See how it goes. Yep. But then you get to do my thing, and I like to right. do my thing. You be you, I'll, you be me, I'll be you. You be you, I'll be. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's up? <laughs> this is. <laughs> Welcome to episode fifty-four. Fifty-four of Epitome of Stupidity. Epitome of Stupidity. Your favorite. Favorite. Allegedly. Allegedly. Metal. Podcast. Metal podcast. Allegedly. <laughs> In the background, we have all hell. All hell. All hell. Uh, their song, Sorcery and S- Sanctity. Well, you're doing me good. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> of their upcoming album, The Witch's Grail. Not, not upcoming. It is out now via prosthetic. Speaking to the penis-shaped microphone. All of their album that is out now via prosthetic called The Witch's Grail. If you like your thrash thrashy and your vocals kind of black metal-ish, you're going to enjoy this. As you can hear, I, I, I assume. And it's gone. And, oh. It'll be back. It'll be back? Yep. When will it be back? At the end. I'll be back. And we'll talk to Jacob. Jacob! Who does the vocals and plays the guitar. More on that in... A minute. See how we seamlessly switched back to you being you and me being me? Yeah. It was fucking professional. Well, you weren't supposed to call it out. It was fucking professional. It was supposed to be organic. There was nothing organic about that. Speaking of organic, was, what are you listening to? I am listening to, because of you, uh, a mm. lot of Ramstein, 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 something like that, uh, and a shit ton of Gojira. I will go ahead. Finally? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe that there's anything on here other than Pelican. I've done a ton of fucking Pelican and a ton of Rosas. It's been two weeks, buddy. I've been... I don't care. It's a new Pelican. Oh, and it's been on constant <laughs> fucking rotation. And it is... Uh, well, we'll talk about that later. What about you? What are you listening to? Neurosis. Post-metal band of the fucking millennium and the week. I don't know anything. Nothing. That's not possible. It's been two weeks. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Moontooth, as always. <laughs> <laughs> and I made oh some more corrosion. I I downloaded those few albums and I just just easy just one of the first things I say is oh that sounds good corrosion Moontooth and Pantera right Great Southern Trendkill the first albums I see and I've I'm always just like oh hey I'll play that every fucking every day time all day I'm in the car all the time yeah um outside of those bands that were previously mentioned mm-hmm. by me yeah. Went and saw our buddies Weed Demon last night with Mother Iron Horse and Pale Gray Lore. How was Mother Iron Horse? For I you? bought a CD after they were done. Nice. They were pretty fucking good. So it was Pale Gray Lore. I sent you the picture of old boy from Pale Gray Lore. Killing his Rick and Bacher. Oh my God, that thing was beautiful. It's been through some shit too. Had some nice scratches on it. I mean, nice, not, not nice, but anyways, whatever. He, uh, he plays 
like he's using a pick without having a pick and goes back and forth between just using it. It's that's how the singer of um, Twenty Watt was doing. Yeah, but, but yeah, with a yeah. Guitar. yeah. It seems easier on a guitar though because the strings aren't bass yeah. strings. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. That, fucking apparently. Uh, but yeah, went and saw those guys last night. It was a good time. There was also something called the Artist Wrestling League that was there. They would, they had people in like, what are they called? Luchador masks? Sure. Mexican wrestling yeah, thing? Yeah, from the movie. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they had these big whiteboards and two MCs and uh, like two, like a coach and a artist at each whiteboard and they'd have people from the crowd yell things out and they had to they had seven minutes to draw what was yelled out and the MCs and shit were all goofy and there was some like planned out fights and stuff somebody lost a tooth or two um like for real no uh but you know there'd be ridiculous things shouted out like the first the first one was two unicorns having sex to which a picture of one unicorn getting sexed by another unicorn's horn was drawn. <laughs> um, unicorn's horn? Yes. It was, it was, they're on Instagram. Like I said, it's... Uh, this is why, like, the bands are switching out. It's supposed to be interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right, it's in between the bands. Yeah. The Artist Wrestling League, look them up. It was, it was funny as hell. It you gotta was, get them on the Insidious tour. Yeah, something. It, it was funny as hell. All right. I'm gonna try to get Jacob from all hell on the phone here. All hell's gonna break loose. Sorry, I had to. Oh God! <laughs> bloop 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 bloop. Ring. And he answered. Online, we've got Jacob from All Hell. Jacob, how are you this Saturday? Technically, still morning. I'm doing well. Still uh, getting some of the sleep out of my eyes, but I think I'm I'm getting there. Nice. Where, where are you at in the world? In the world, well, I'm I'm currently in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh sort of in town there's a little bit of traffic so if we get some extra extra sounds that'll just add to the uh, ambiance of the, <laughs> the interview we right. do love some ambiance my my boss is from Asheville, north carolina what are the odds of that oh, oh really yeah i'd say they're better than none <laughs> jacob i know that you guys just put out this album uh the witch's grail just came out what last week was that the seventh something like that yep yeah, the seventh uh, last Friday. How has reception been so far? It's been uh, overall positive, I think. Um, and then we just got back from a short set of dates with the Ringworm. We played a bunch of the new stuff live for the first time. The live reception was definitely pretty awesome. So, yeah, huh. I think it's going well. How many dates was that? Uh, it was it was just five. It was originally supposed to be longer, but they had some stuff come up and it ended up just being a little mini tour. Okay. All right. Uh, so any uh, playing new stuff for the first time, I'm sure is, you know, I, I assume it could be nerve wracking. Any, any uh, hiccups or anything, or did it all go pretty smooth? No, it, it went uh, really smoothly, all things considered. We also we had a, a fill-in drummer, uh, Cameron Mickham, played drums for us on the tour, and uh, it was it was our first time playing a lot of these songs together. Period, but. Uh, kind of a trial by fire type thing you know i think the pressure made us pull it off and everything went smoothly oh yeah man if i'm the if i'm the the regular drummer kurt i'm like damn it i did all that work for that album right. didn't, get, get, didn't get to go support it that would <laughs> I, suck fuck yeah and i don't assume <laughs> learning those drum parts was easy for the fill-in either right no 
Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the let's do some of the easy things here. The name. Where the where the name come from? All hell. Uh, <clears throat> well, it it comes essentially from the Samhain version of the Misfits song "All Hell Breaks Loose," but uh, th- those are both bands that were hugely important to us when we started the band. But also, we wanted a name that kind of didn't really, you know, define us as being one strict genre, like you know, intestinal bloodgasm or something. You know, gore grind band or something. You know, or like holocaustic ice frost. You know, <laughs> we wanted. Are you just making it something that was kind of? Yeah, I'm just making it <laughs> ice frost. Uh, we just kind of wanted something that was, you know, could be interpreted. It, a lot it, of different ways. Any blowback on on that at all? Have you have met any fucking ignorant people that just blow it completely out of proportion? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did those go? <laughs> and 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 everyone thinks it's funny and that they're the first person to ever do it every right. time it happens. Right, right. So. Yep. How how do those? But yeah, it's Twitter. How do those interactions go? Oh, uh, you know, just a, a fake laugh and an eye roll, usually. Right. <laughs> yeah, not people that are going to be into your music anyway if they're fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you you said something a little bit there about bands that influenced you guys with Sam Hayden and the Misfits and all that. What uh, what other kind? Of, there's obviously a lot of flavors coming out in you guys' sound. What uh, what else led to that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say. A lot of the, I guess, what are considered the first wave black metal bands like uh, Bathory, Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, Venom, that type of stuff. But uh, as far as that goes, I think it's more along the lines of, you know, bands that were doing this kind of music before it was all split up into tiny little genres and super defined and everything. Like, I mean, Venom made a record called Black Metal, but they kind of started black metal, speed metal, thrash metal whatever you know right and uh you know other other than that type of stuff and uh you know like misfits sam hain uh, we're kind of all over the place with our influences like we like you know obviously some stuff that's not from the 80s but we also <laughs> like you know a lot of stuff that's not metal as well so lots of stuff ends up getting incorporated in there right but uh how does the how does that come through in the writing process, I guess? You know, especially since you guys just put this album together. Is it anybody arguing about they wanting this riff to be faster and more black metal, whereas somebody else wants it to be more thrash? Oh, or... no. <laughs> no, uh, I pretty much write everything, and no one argues with me. So that's how it goes. <laughs> My man. Solve, solve that one for you. Right? Must, must be nice. <laughs> no one arguing with you. No. We... The other guys definitely have input, but yeah, we don't really like we don't really think too much about oh well this this riff is too black metal or this song's too black metal and this one's this one's a little too doomy or whatever. Right. I mean, we don't really talk too much about that. We kind of just as long as it feels natural and it feels like all hell, then we don't worry about it. Cool. How long how long ago did was this uh, did this become a thing? Did you sit down and start writing the first all hell songs? I think the first the first songs started coming together in. Uh, 2013 that's when we played our first live show is like fall of 2013 i think august so coming up on like six years i know we, we just now passed like 
five year anniversary of our first record or something. So nice. Did did you already know these guys, the other two members of the band, or did you have to seek them? No. Uh, when we started, it was definitely it was uh, myself and the original drummer who met through a uh, Craigslist ad, ah. and then we tried out. We tried out. Yeah, we tried out a few people and uh, ended up with our bassist Eric, who's still in the band now. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't know either of those guys when we started the band, and then I didn't know. I met. Our current drummer Kurt, because he was playing in a practice space like a few doors down from where we were practicing, and then our original drummer had some life stuff come up, and uh, you know didn't really want to do the music thing as much as we were doing it anymore. So the amicable split then, yeah, yeah. But um, so over six years, then you guys, and you just mentioned the Ringworm tour. There has to have been plenty of other shows. Any uh, any fun in a good or bad way tour stories? Oh man, I would have to, I would have to think about <laughs> I'd have to think about both of those. But I mean, every every tour, every festival has its own little its own funny little stories <laughs> for sure. I can imagine. We've heard some pretty goofy ones. We've heard some goofy ones that we couldn't even air. I think it's uh. But I, I did <laughs> well, uh, just a, a quick one that I can tell is uh, on on this this past tour, I think it was the second night of tour we were playing in Richmond, and the uh, like the event or whatever said doors were at like eight or nine, and show was at you know, and show was at nine or ten or whatever. Right. So we get there, we get there to load in at like seven thirty. We're like, oh man, we're we're gonna be late. Like you know, this kind of sucks or whatever. We get there. The venue's like closed. We we look in through the windows. They're still building the stage. Like there's all this construction equipment inside the venue, and like all these workers in there, like putting stuff together and everything. And the uh, the ringworm guys get there and like I don't know what's going on. Like talk to the guy at the door. He says like it, it's gonna happen or whatever. So we're all pretty nervous. But uh, they they ended up working on the stage till like 10:30. People started coming in at 11, and then it ended up being the best night of the tour. Nice, pretty crazy. Shit. What time yeah. did that show end? <laughs> it was after two, I think. <laughs> Way too late for me. I'm tired. But to it was about. R- Richmond's one of those towns where people come out and they're they're not afraid to stay out late, so that's cool. And it was a weekend, so that helped. <laughs> nice. So all in your influences here, it's, I constantly see that influenced by horror, horrific art, and things like that. You want to take us down that path a little bit? Yeah, we can we can go down that rabbit hole um it's a little bit all over the place with the horror and sorry i think there's some guy with the leaf blower down the <laughs> down the way here there's the ambiance <laughs> or it could, it could be it could be a guy with a chainsaw right <laughs> there you this go yet for me way to spin it uh yeah with the with the horror it's you know movies literature stuff like that um you know we like we, we don't really try to make a lot of songs that are just like oh this song is about a horror movie because i mean that's kind of been done and it's usually kind of boring but uh i mean sometimes it's cool but we like (laughs) lots of 70s 70s and 80s horror and some newer stuff like good good horror and bad horror both can be entertaining oh for sure so yeah as far as movies just like the stuff i mentioned we like um the original halloween the shining a lot those are those are big ones for us and then as far as 
literature, um, obviously like H. Lovecraft, Edgar Allan Poe, the classics like that, um, gothic horror stuff. The newer record, we kind of delved more into obscure, uh, decadent horror from the turn of the century. Uh, France and England had a lot of, a lot of really great horror writers that were doing some cool stuff. That, uh, and then, um, Jesus, I think you just went too high brow for us. I would <laughs> <laughs> also like just horrific history, really. It's always an interesting topic to go over. Yeah, you don't really have Real to deal stuff, with you know? fiction to get to some horrific shit, do you? No, not at all. So, moving along, I guess that you know, obviously, that's all. actually, you know what, you bring up The Shining. Did, have you seen the previews for the, the movie for the sequel? I actually just saw a little bit of it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I guess I'm going to try to reserve judgment because The Shining is like my favorite, you know, horror movie of all time. So it's going to be hard to, hard to live up to that, you know? Right. I was a big fan of the book. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. I, I mean, I think, I mean, you and McGregor is a great actor, so that's cool. Yeah. Hopefully it turns out all right. Um, yeah. But back to things all hell related. Uh, what, what, uh, I guess, what is your favorite part about doing all this? Why, why do you keep doing it? Why did you start doing it? You know, guitar and singing and horror lyrics and the whole nine yards. Uh, I guess <laughs> I do it. Uh, because I have to do it. I don't know. I would go crazy if I didn't, I guess. Out of necessity. Yeah, that's as good a reason as it, any. Yeah, it's, it's out of necessity, really. And, uh, I, I enjoy writing, like just, I try to always be creating something because otherwise, why be alive, in my opinion? But have you been, I guess it's my, one of my main outs for that, and, uh, playing live songs, great. It's not really like anything else. That's always a good motivator. Yeah. Have you, were you part of other bands and stuff, or was all is all hell all you've ever done? I, I mean, uh, I played music for a while, but just for myself, pretty much, I think, for myself and the bassist, both of our first band. So, wow. pretty stoked with how it's gone. <laughs> for, yeah. Considered. Yeah, you got your first band and a record label. Uh, record Getting it right on the yeah. first try. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the record yeah. label, how did the uh, prosthetic thing come across? They ended up contacting us uh, a few months after the second record came out. I guess uh, one of the, you know, one of the uh, guys that works there, the A and R guy, had heard our stuff and got in touch with us and said that the stuff, and uh, we started having discussions there. I assume you're talking about Steve. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, Steve Joe. Every Steve's everybody's favorite person, including ours. Yeah, love Steve. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. So, all right. So, you know what? What's next? What do you got going on? Are you are you writing again? Are you trying to get a tour lined up? What's what's going on next? Yeah, we like I said, we just wrapped up that ringworm thing. We have like a couple one offs or two. We're playing. Uh, we're playing a cool one off in Atlanta in August. I think that'll be cool. But we're. Um, we're working on some more stuff for the fall, hopefully. Like a longer tour? Oh, shit. You're breaking yeah, up. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Nothing concrete on that yet, but... Cool. 
Well, we look forward to hearing more about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, you know, hopefully coming through Columbus and we'll see you then. Uh, until then, we're going to get you out on our. Yeah, hopefully. Famous, not famous trophy last question here. Uh, Jacob, if you got sent off to an island and you were given an album to take with it, to it, something, pretend I said things that made sense, what would that album be? <laughs> first Danzig record. Yes. Right. Yeah, we got it. The first Danzig record. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That was a lot of work, man. Again, I'll, I'll edit all that out, but there'll be, there'll be some cuts in there, but. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry for all the uh, connections, and again, if you wanted to take the leaf blower from that guy and beat him with it and then write a song about it, we would support you. We would support you totally in yeah, court. I'll, and I might do that. I'll Jacob, thanks for taking some time with us this morning. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with the album and yeah, any subsequent problem. tours and stuff. And uh, thanks. have a good one. Have a good weekend, man. Talk to you later. You too. All right, well, that didn't end great, but uh, we'll make it. Go ahead. I was just started without you knowing you were going away. But I'll, if it, I've, I don't know what it sounds like yet, but you started cutting out the end, and I'll try to piece it together. What's fun other than that, though? Damn fucking leaf blower guy. What do you got, what do you got to say, Clint, running back with your beer? Was that fun? That Was guy that and his leaf blower can fucking kiss my ass. Yeah, he, we was, everything was going great. And he made a move, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But fun conversation nonetheless. Yes. And again, check out the album. It is The Witch's Grail. It's out. All hell. If you like your thrash a little black, you are going to enjoy this. And you know, as he obviously mentioned, with some punk influences there, it's good stuff. I was not expecting it, and it hit like a fucking iron fist right in the face. The news. In the news. Speaking of Rammstein, Rammstein, he's a badass, dude. He'll fuck you up. He, don't talk about his girl, especially don't call her a prostitute in front a of woman him. Woman of the night. Uh, yeah, in English of all things, too. He used English. That's well. I mean, it's the language of love. And Clint titled this this uh, article. He hossed him. <laughs> just so you know, a little. I'm not even sure if that makes sense or not. It was just right. What came? They to get mind. it. Yeah, I got it. The joke goes through. It does. So he said. Uh, he just. Well, he was kind of a compliment. He. Would, Said I would pay double whatever Romstein. <laughs> what's Rom? What's the guy's fucking Lindemann. name? Lindemann. Till Lindemann. Till. Okay. Till. So uh, Till elbowed him in the face. He wasn't having it. And then he bled and maybe broke his jaw. And uh, his Lindemann's ex even came to his defense in this, saying that he's the biggest sweetheart in the world, and that if this happened to this guy, it was deserved because. Well, previous statement about biggest sweetheart in the world. Yeah, his 29-year-old German, former girlfriend, Extra German open, model, yeah. German model. I think he's like 52, so yeah. du take has, from that what you will. Du hast mich, du hast mich, du um, Pierre-Luc Dubois. No one knows what that is. No, but <laughs> you know they actually did that. Huh? They actually did that. Like that they plays did a song, the, yeah. That, it actually <laughs> it plays in the arena and everything. Oh my god! They play it on the radio here and there too. Speaking of arenas, Five Finger Death Punch plays something. I think. Ooh, do they play arenas? Ooh, I don't god know. God damn, fucking guys. Um, no, we love Five Finger on this. Goes, Clint says, go to incarceration. Yes, definitely. It. Um, but the drummer, 
is still trying to cash in on his uh, on his tenure. There, that is not how I took this, but well, I mean, because it, it talks about the uh, book that he wrote and all this stuff. Like he's still holding on, even though what the, the article is because he's now a, a reserve s- police officer in blue. some random town in Indiana. You have to pass a fucking math test to be a reserve police officer. <laughs> I feel bad making fun of this because I'm sure that there's more strenuous things and all that. But, you know, this is all ceremonial. This guy had a test that was two plus two is, and he probably still wrote down five, but, you know, it, they, they he, want the publicity too, so they kind of pushed him through. Yeah, of course. Good for him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, seriously, wouldn't you, rather be sh- wouldn't you rather be shot at than being five-finger death punch? Is that the same thing? But One's words and the other one is physical bullets. That's a t- that's a tough one. Everyone hating your guts that likes good music. We can't bash them this long because we because we, we, we gotta <laughs> move along. Congrats to him and being a fucking part time cop. Okay, way to go, buddy. All right. What's more important here is the Lamb of God story. This is kind of weird. It's kind of old too, but of course we haven't done a show in two weeks. Right. So. This came out like right after our last show. I I had to actually search for it. I've been thinking about it. And it's not as dramatic as it sounds when no. you say that Randy Blythe, Bly, Blethy, Blethy, has no comment on whether Chris Adler will return to the band. And the only reason he wouldn't or isn't going to is because he can't, physically can't. That, but at the same time, that's not said. Nobody's said that. Nobody's said anything. Adler's not saying anything. The band's not saying anything. It seems fucking weird. Seems like, I don't know, something's rotten in Denmark. Denmark, they're they're from Virginia, right? But they're touring in Europe right now. Oh. What is Chris going to go solo? <laughs> I have no idea. What the fuck? I mean, if he's going to do anything that isn't Lamb of God, he needs to get back in fucking Megadeth and keep them kicking ass. But Lamb, if you've watched any of the fucking um, documentaries and stuff, Lamb, well, I guess all oh, that could get old and wear out. But Lamb of God is his life, right? He is the dad, the band dad. Yeah. He he holds all that shit together. Maybe he's tired of it. Maybe he's tired of everyone and holding everything fucking together. Maybe. Maybe he just needs like a two-year break that he is currently taking. and he He's in the middle of right now. <laughs> he wrecked his motorcycle to get it. That's fucking a little over the top. but And yeah. uh, he also, Randy also completely debunks any kind of progress or notion of a new Lamb of God album, too. He says something about it doesn't exist. That's a fact or something like that. Yeah. He, uh... It just doesn't sound like he was in a very good mood when he was having this conversation with whoever. <laughs> whoever it was. Right. We used to cite the sources. We stopped doing that. Yeah. Who needs to know that? But I've seen like 17 articles about that. Um, I didn't read this one, so take it away, Clint. Oh, and I liked my title for you on it, too. Clever pun on every time I die with the word toe in there somewhere. <laughs> take it away, Clint. Nailed it. <laughs> So every time I die is getting sued by a fan who has had a toe amputated. She is saying that it is because vocalist Keith Buckley kicked over a monitor and it landed on her toe, eventually ending in the toe's demise. (laughs) (laughs) Did they call the tow truck? (laughs) (laughs) Wah, wah. The, the uh, he gets my. it's funny that he gets really pissed off about it though. I was talking about, uh, you know, if, I don't know if this person was taking care of the toe after the accident, it certainly never fucking happened. And but I mean, even if it did, how long am I responsible for a toe? And 
he just goes on this big ass rant and it's it's amusing it uh it's it has the ring of maybe he protests a bit too much but he's in every time I die, so he's a little bit over the top. Right. right now. What, what, what's the pun there? Every every time I toe. Every time my toe dies. Every every toe I every toe I die. Is she suing them? Yes. Oh, a lawsuit. Way to pay attention. I'm gonna drop a monitor on your toe. I almost dropped one off the stage last week. <laughs> With your Captain Caveman stance. Yeah, man. Getting her done. Incarceration Festival 2019 is back. Ohio's Rock and Tattoo event of the summer. July 12th through 14th. Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield, Ohio. Starring Shinedown. Smack, Five Finger Death Punch. Taking Back Sunday, Live, Cedar, and many more. Over 30 bands and 70 tattoo artists. Luck up your three-day weekend passes now at incarceration.com. Um, tours. Nothing important there. That spot seems to be blank. <laughs> or it's got 14 U's in the middle of a CL and a TCH. Yeah, because there's new clutch music. Want to guess who's excited about that? What, that remake? Yeah. Is that new clutch music? That's new. That's a song that I haven't heard clutch do before, and now I can hear it daily. I haven't even listened to it. Oh, it's good. It's good. And it's they're good. coming here. It's good. Yes, they are. Uh, okay. We talked about this last time. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, wait. Geez. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. Scratch that. There's the there's the uh, upcoming tours for you. That's that's what we were. I thought that, that's what we were talking about. Nope. We're just talking about their single. Their single, and that they're going to do more of these. I know on their last tour they were playing. Uh, Tell everyone what it is. It is evil. Not actually, just that's the name of by the Willie Dixon. Willie Dixon originally did it in the fifties, and then it was redone by Cactus in the seventies. Uh, I can't remember which a piece brother is in Cactus. Is it? You're not asking me. Okay, it's yeah. Carmen. Electra. I think it's. I don't know. One of them, and uh, Clutch has redone it, and it, clearly it kicks ass. Monster Magnet has also redone this song, and it also kicks ass. All these songs, and people keep remaking the same fucking ones. You know? If it's good, it's good. What do you want from me? Other songs. Why is no uh, one remaking? Uh, Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain. If it's good, it's good. <laughs> um, Clutch, uh, on their last tour, were playing things like uh, ZZ Top's Precious and Grace and Creedence Clearwater Revivals. See how I slowed down to make sure I said that right the first time? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, Fortunate Son, and then I forgot the fucking song. They've been playing a, a bunch of covers, which is out of the norm for them here recently, so that is the long way of saying, shit, I can't wait to hear them play Precious and Grace. <laughs> that would be awesome. When do they be here sometimes? Sometime? August 1st. Okay. Chugging right ahead. Everyone knows that listens to this show, so no one knows that Clint <laughs> loves instrumental and Brian does not like it at all, uh, for the most part. That uh, said, why don't you go ahead and be negative? No, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I don't understand Pelican. I, so it's instrumental music that's written to have vocals and just doesn't. Most instrumental instrumental music is like it has a bunch of fucking guitar masturbation and a bunch of crazy things going on to make it try to sound interesting. It still sucks, but Pelican to me, <laughs> Pelican to me, 
this just sounds like it's not written to be instrumental. I keep waiting for someone to start singing, and it's odd. Um, the last song is pretty badass. Oh my god! Definitely by far the la- the best one on the album. I, I would not argue that. Um, I am not going to give it a rating because it's not something that's in my wheelhouse that I'm f- even can compare it to anything other than I still don't like Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Okay. If I had a vocalist, I probably would like Pelican, depending on what he's saying. And like. I probably wouldn't. Uh, the whole point for me is, you know, I've said it a hundred fucking times, is sometimes I just want some killer riffs without some dude's poetry over top of it. I don't need it. I want the riffs. Uh, and this Pelican album is long-awaited and worth the wait. It uh, it starts off quiet and then goes right into Midnight and Mescaline, the first track that they'd released. And it doesn't waste a lot of time but you know that there's going to be some heaviness here the uh i love that they still do the dropouts and shit so that bass player has his time to shine because he is a fucking man and his bass is awesome the uh his tone too is just fucking badass uh but anyways it, it it it's clear by like the third or fourth track that you're getting a heavy fucking pelican album cold hope uh, another song that they released prior to the album uh, just all those fucking riffs and shit, dude. I don't understand how you can't get into it just because there isn't a vocalist. Yeah, it's uh, it drives me nuts. They quiet it down. But as we said before, I would go see them live. That's a whole you're that going adds, to in September. That adds the whole other element that I need to get me over the hump that there's no one singing. You're going to in September with me. I think it's in September. You were going to before 2020. Uh, it slows down with it stared at me and. Just it, it, it slows down just enough to bring it back twice as heavy with the title track and just the chugging and fucking riffs and heaviness that are in that damn thing. And where it drops out, it gives you like a noty buildup that you are only going to get from a, an instrumental band because nobody's, you don't have to hurry through something to get back to the chorus. It comes back with a 100% fucking patented Pelican riff. And uh, it just uh, you say patented, patented. It just sounds like Pelican. Pelican. The uh, the guitar and bass, the the shit that the bass player does when he goes from root note to root note, the way he climbs is my Jones. I enjoy it. It's so fucking good, and it doesn't. You should do some of that in your day. I should. I should. Except for I'm not good. And uh, the the perfect example of that is the beginning of Arteries of Blacktop, and it goes from there into just some fucking pounding drums and driving riffage and all of the fun stuff that you get again with <laughs> instrumental with the patented shit. instrumental stuff. Um it even goes a little doomy in the breakdown uh, that uh, and if that was if that was doom are you shaking more often I am enjoying it yes. <laughs> it uh and then the last song like you were saying is easily the fucking cherry on Isn't top. Isn't it the longest too? Probably like it's like ten minutes long or something. It's like eight, yeah. Full moon black water is the perfect way for this thing to go out. Starts off a little quiet, does a little bit of everything that the album has in it. The you know from the just patented pelican riff so in there somewhere, a ton of fucking chugging riffs and just. Let's play a drinking game. Every time Clint says riffs, oh, somewhere around (laughs) the middle of the fucking song, it it does its breakdown thing and builds up and drops out and builds up and drops out. And again, it's something that you can't do. It's something that only a band like this is going to be able to do because of, A, how badass they are, and, B, the 
thing that some people think is very important that is missing from their band that yeah. I think makes them even fucking better. Right. Um, surprise, surprise. I like the album a fucking ton. I've been listening to it in heavy rotation since it came out. I'm going to go four seven on it. We've had uh, so many say four, eight. fucking high ratings on this thing um, this year. Uh, the shits, per usual, zero being actual shit. The new Godsmack. Five being the shit. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm going to give Pelican 4.7. That's another album of the year contender. And then we still got a Russian Circles album later on this year. Going to be a good year for instrumental metal. Yeah, I can't wait. Ergo, a good year for Clint. All right. I'm glad Pelican brought back the heavy. Well, we got uh, we got some heavy to do ourselves. We do, too. So we're on the social media. We are on all the social media channels, as long as all the social media channels are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us, like us, follow us if you don't already. I feel kind of redundant saying that because I'm willing to bet you found us there. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be hearing this. Also, if you're hearing this, you know that we are on places that you can find podcasts, like, I don't know, Podbean, Spotify, fucking Google, iTunes. iTunes. Still not iHeartRadio for some reason. Still not iHeartRadio. They can. I, I do not heart them no. because of that. You giving a, doing a giveaway this week? Yes. Okay. We'll do another giveaway probably the weekend. Probably do one on the weekend so that there's something to post up there. Doing the old post up. We still have an email. I'm not even going to give it to you this weekend. Week. Whatever. And uh, what's that playing in the background there, Brian? Switch it up. All hail. All hail. Rocking out. Showing up. All right. Bye.